5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome into the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Byron filling in for the P-Man, Phil, the ref, Pilkington, alongside me. Intern Abby, how you doing? I'm doing so great. I'm uh, so happy to be excited, here. She's excited, people. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm ready to go off on a rant, and the show's barely started. Thunderstruck, Philip. Hey, we were preparing for the show, and I um, yeah, I just kind of went in and went with the, like, the easiest song. You want a one-on-one on how to self-destruct the show before it even starts? I'm going to have a hot take here. I think ACDC is overrated, and I could go the rest of my life without ever hearing a song from them. Yes, yeah, that's, that's pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're all the same. I, I mean, you can turn on the radio right now on any station, and I guarantee you ACDC is playing somewhere. Anyways, great, great start to the show today. You're Welcome passionate in. about I, your hate for I, ACDC. I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get the love for ACDC, but that's, that's the discussion for another day. Fourth of July. Fourth of July was a lot of fun, I guess. Uh, what was y'all's guys' plans for Fourth of July? What did you, what were you, I know you went back home, Philip Charlotte. Yeah, I was just uh, at home trying to see as much family and friends as I could see. You know, uh, watched some fireworks, enjoyed some ice cold brewskis. Yeah, you uh, be a busy guy. You won't have a lot of opportunity to go home for a while. So yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah. you know, I hope I get a decent amount of time at Christmas, but you know, hopefully that bowl game's in New, you know after New Year's or right around New Year's, so I can do that. But um, Absolutely, yeah. You know, and that bowl game's originally scheduled for the 27th. Um, you know, your Christmas break's kind of short. Yeah, hopefully we don't have a COVID excuse this year. Hopefully we can actually play one. What about you, Abby? I know uh, you stay around Greenville. You're a, you're a lady about town, a very <laughs> popular lady. Yeah, absolutely. I had a grill out with my friends, and it was really fun. We had ribs and hot dogs and wings, so just a great 4th of July. Okay, yeah. I didn't have hot dogs or burgers this year on 4th of July. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, that's I, pretty lame. I could do without the fireworks on 4th of July. I don't, I, that's another thing I don't get is fireworks. Let's, let's yeah, where's fireworks. your sunburn? That's yeah. like a yeah, need. No, I didn't, I was outside all day to get a sunburn. None of that. But yeah, no, You're had, meant for the sun. I had a nice little brisket. It was, it was fine. 4th <laughs> of July was fine. It was all right. But uh, I guess the big news from 4th of July sports wise, if you can, I consider competitive eating a sport. It's got to be all right. You know, it's use your body. Hey, man, it's on ES- well, I was going to say it's on ESPN, but so is the spelling bee, so I guess that doesn't yeah. hold much weight. I'm, but, yeah we'll, yeah, we'll throw it in there as a sport. I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of training that goes into it. And some kind of there is definitely athlete. some training that goes into that crap. I mean, Joey Chestnut's <laughs> not like 500 pounds. I mean, you know, he's got, a little, he's got to put a little workout in there somehow. I don't know. But uh, I guess the big news from the heating competition, whatever you would call it, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition, I think is the official name. Nathan's Famous. Famous. Hot famous Dogs. Hot dog. Nathan's Hot Dogs. Are we yay or nay on Nathan's Hot Dogs? I like Nathan's Hot Dogs. Nathan's Hot Dogs are pretty quality, I would say. They are. But, uh, yeah, I guess he was, like, halfway in between it, and some dude comes up protesting. And the protest completely failed because I've talked to many people today who have no idea what the protest was about. Only that, he gets put in a chokehold kind of <laughs> by Joey Chestnut and kind of get thrown off the stage. So, yeah, I consider that a complete failure. But uh, what was the guy even protesting? Th- Philip, you were kind of explaining it to me, and uh, I still didn't quite get it. What's going on? It sounds like he called, like, Smithfield or whoever, like, produces or gives the meat to Nathan's for the hot dogs, like the Death Star. I guess he's mad. He's either mad that people are eating animals or mad that, like, 
these animals are at least not killed out in the field in survival of the fittest that they're like you know raised for slaughter see that's too much to follow when it comes to a protest it needs to be short straight to the point <laughs> An easy issue that everybody can understand. That's I mean, too much for me to follow. I think he definitely made a point. Everyone's talking about it today. He made a point that he sucks and <laughs> that he's weak because Joey Chestnut, out of all people, with shoved a cast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Midway through competition, puts this guy in a chokehold. He's wearing a Darth Vader mask. He looks like a <laughs> dork. Yeah, puts this guy in a chokehold. Gets him out of the way and still wins the competition. By 20 hot dogs. That, I thought, was really impressive. Yeah. Is Joey Chestnut the goat of goats? I mean, if we're considering this an athletic competition, I mean, what is it, 15 titles for Joey Chestnut? Yeah. yeah the only person he's ever been beat is by that YouTuber, Matt Stoney. Matt, Matt Stoney. Is uh, I don't know if that's true because he lost it. What was the little uh, guy who was, had the record before him? Well, there was an Asian guy. Yeah, the Asian guy. Because run. Joey Chestnut's first ever time doing the – the hot dog contest. He was only 20 years old, and then he lost. Yeah, well, I think it was in 2007, and according to what I read this morning, Uh-oh. he's only only lost in 2017 to Matt Stoney, but maybe the first time, maybe it's been in like the past 15 years he hasn't lost It must lost be since something. he got his first win. I think yeah. that's what it is. It's since he got his first win. Yeah. He's only lost Matt one time. Guy, like you're yeah. dropping his name like you no, his YouTube. No, well, I thought that you guys might. I Like, personally, I am not like a big fan of his videos, but at my boyfriend's house, they sit there for hours and watch this fan just eat all this food. He'll like eat all this like crazy amount is of food. Is he the guy that goes, uh, have a nice day? I don't even, is it that guy? I don't even know. He. I don't even know. I wish I watched more. But like, I thought you guys would know. But no, I, I have no idea. none of I that. I think I know who it is. He's okay. the guy that does like these like crazy challenges. Like he'll eat, he'll eat like fifty year old crystal. No, he'll drink fifty year old crystal Pepsi. Or yeah, like, okay, yeah. So maybe we're talking about the same. I guy, think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, but they, speaking of YouTubers, so they made this chug competition. I understand it's a newer thing. Well, hey, I got one more thing to say about the protest before we go into this. All Can right. I say? Okay. All right. So you know, you said the protest. Was some people were saying it was good, some people were saying it was bad. I think ESPN knew it was going to happen because here's the thing: when you watch the broadcast, you never saw the protest. You eventually, like a few seconds later, saw a dude in a stormtrooper tra- mask getting arrested by a cop, but you can't see his sign. If you notice, there was another guy, another competitor, and they were zoomed in on his face for like 15 seconds before the protest ever happened. Mm-hmm. And then you hear everybody in the background go, "Whoa!" And it kind of like you start seeing people behind him run, and then they kept it on him until the dude was had been apprehended. If I'm ESPN, so, I'm just keeping the camera on Joey. So Chestnut. that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. They they clearly knew to take it off Joey Chestnut to this random guy who was in like fourth. Mm. They left it off him for a while, and they never even like the only reason people even know about the protest is because like somebody put a video on Twitter. Like yeah. there's no the ESPN broadcast does not show the protesters. So I'm, I'm, I'm so I think it was an epic fail how many hot dogs do you think you personally can eat in 15 minutes both of you guys it's 10 right 10 uh, minutes t- is it 10 okay my fault probably like two two, two, two no. or three i, I think it's like i mean obviously that i would like to eat no more than like two or three if i really set my mind to it <laughs> yeah and all that i think i can maybe chow down like five or six six or would be six? the absolute max i thought though. you guys were gonna say some double digit numbers no look like... i'm realistic about myself i mean like <laughs> i love food don't get me wrong and uh i'm a bad about snacking once i starting once i start i don't stop but yeah no i, I couldn't put down two minutes hot dogs to a minutes. hot dog like i feel like okay, you yeah, could do I better could, than that i mean Bella. i could get the first three down in like a minute and a half but after that man that's, that's gonna be a little tough you know okay okay 
I made this conversation. <laughs> okay, go, go to your go to your t- talk about your chugging just, your lemonade I, I, now. Yeah, That's what you want yeah, to talk I, about. I was just like, I was curious if anybody saw this. So they did this chug competition, and this uh, this a YouTuber competes in this, right? Like, okay. His whole deal is he goes to Sonic. He's like, I'm gonna get all the drinks combined in the biggest cup I can find and chug it in Yum. like ten seconds. So they made it for this guy who's got like a million so subscribers on mm-hmm. YouTube, and he's like the biggest dude you've ever seen. And uh, they do the chug competition. And you look at the field for this guy. It's like skinny, like, white dudes. <laughs> and then you just have this massive dude in the middle. It was, like, clearly set up for this guy to win. And that was, like, I don't know, that was my big takeaway from the eating competition this year. <laughs> just that visual alone, like, they knew what they were doing. So They're you, just promoting this guy. You were sitting at your house, like, watching it on ESPN in real time. Like, you've been waiting for that all year. <laughs> Who does that? No, it you, sounds you like go you. on Twitter and watch the video. It sounds like you watch the whole thing. No, no. I, what time does it even come on? I think it comes <laughs> on around noon, so I had forgot. I was at the pool, and then, like, when I was leaving the pool, one of the guys was like, oh, yeah, I just watched the hot dog eating contest when they were getting there. Mm-hmm. I had forgot about it. I usually do watch I mean, I don't, like, make sure I see it every year, but if I'm, like, I'm at home, it's like, oh, it's getting close to noon, I'll turn it on. Like, last it's year, I was one of my cousins. Brain. Yeah, one of my cousins got married. So we were out in Colorado, and me and – one of, this, one of my other cousins were like, oh, man, this is exciting. This is going on. And his wife's like, I've never seen it. I want to watch it. I said, you'll be grossed out in the first 45 seconds. She's like, nah, this will be cool. Yeah, she was gone within the first 45 yeah. seconds. She, she was like, I'm going upstairs. Tell me how much the winner eats. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't realize there was a female competition as well. I guess the lady ate 40 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Wow. That's, yeah, that's insane. That's impressive. She was kind of cute, too. So you can imagine the Twitter comments <laughs> that came about when that was posted. Do but... you... <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you think that they get to dip it in water, or is it just dry straight Oh, down? is that against the rules? I don't know. They, no, they, knows they, all they about dip it. it, yeah, because they, uh, what it is, a lot of them will eat two, like, the weenies at one time. Wow. And then they eat two buns together. So okay. they don't do it at the same time. You, but they dip the buns in water and pretty much just stick them in their mouth and swallow them. Wow. It's really gross. You gobble the glizzy, like, yeah. easier if you dip it in water. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard about. And so. I would, when I do my little uh, five I could do in ten minutes, I would not be... Dipping buns in water, that's gross. I mean, my, my hot dog and my bun. I think everyone listening right now should tweet out that they want to see both of you guys have a 10-minute hot dog competition. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody yes, wants see everyone wants, to see, wants that. to see that at home, okay? No. no. If the fans uh, I think that should want. be. I think that should be hazing of the interns. <laughs> if interns if two, should have a I'll tell you, what, you and Chris and tweeted. Noah and then Dom if, when he gets back and do if that. If two people tweet it out, I'm, then they I'm, would do it. I'm certain nobody wants to see it. It. Nobody wants to see it. And she's sitting here like, for me, like they'll do it. Yeah. They will do it. So no, we will not. I, I admire the fact. <laughs> if she... you are any type of fan at home, please tweet out. All right. All right. I appreciate it, intern Abby, our <laughs> social media coordinator. Anyways, more news to get to here. A former, or not former, but current ECU baseball player gets a pretty great honor when it comes to the USA baseball team. More on that on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Football, 94.3 The Game. If you're living with chronic joint pain in your knees, hips, lower back, and shoulders, I've got exciting news for you. Emmett Smith, all-time rushing leader and Hall of Famer. Now you can get relief from pain without harmful medications and surgery. Call my guys at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics specializes in biologic therapies that can repair and restore damaged tissue. I'm talking about natural pain treatments now available, not just for pro athletes, but to people like you. At QC Kinetics, we're seeing patients every day who suffer from chronic joint pain but who desperately wanted to avoid surgery. 
injury. We're treating joint pain with biologic therapies, regenerative solutions with long-lasting results. Listen, it's all about getting your life back. Playing touch football with kids, walking upstairs pain-free, getting back on a job, and patients at QC Kinetics are raving about the results. QC Kinetics. Call to learn more about restorative treatments that can get you back in the game. Call QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-7246. 252-765-PAIN. Hello, this is Sergeant Brad Taylor with the North Carolina State Highway Patrol. Have you ever thought about a career as a North Carolina State Trooper? We are currently looking to fill positions across the state, and your career could start with training as a part of the 158th or 159th Basic Patrol Schools beginning in early 2023. With competitive pay, great benefits, and having a daily positive impact on your community, now is the time to make the change. Find out more by visiting www.ncdps.gov or contact the local District Highway Patrol office in your area. Thank you and have a safe day. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Tweet at us. Hey, you want to see our tweets? That's creeping me out. Follow us on Twitter for breaking sports news and what's going on around the Pirate Nation. We need you guys on Twitter. Twitter. It's 943 The Game on Twitter. Welcome back into the Packers Johnson Show. Ben D. Baby Barnes coming into the Blue Man while he's taking a little vacation in the month of July. Philip the Rev. Hilkinson alongside me and intern Abby, our social media coordinator. She really wants this hot dog competition to go yeah, down for some reason. Tweet it out, guys. I have something to prove. It's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> Anyways, great honor by uh, one of the better players on ECU baseball right now, Zach Agnos. As he's been, as he's been named the USA Baseball to the USA Baseball Collegiate National Team roster. Uh, the only ECU player to be named, I think he was the only one that was invited to uh, try it on the team as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but, uh, that's true. He becomes the fifth player in program history to make the team. Uh, some guys that come to mind, Carson Wisenhunt last year, Burleson earlier in his, uh, in his uh, collegiate career. Also, Cliff Godwin will be an assistant head coach on the staff, but some notable names that Pirate fans may remember that are currently on this team. Well, really one that kind of stands out to me is Cade Kuehler, who we saw at the end of the year with Campbell. He's kind of their ace. I don't know if you remember the end of the year when we played Campbell for the second time. We played them in a midweek game, and they were treating it like this was like their, like like Patrick always brings up, it was their Super Bowl. Throwing out their ace, trying to get their way into the uh, College World Series, or not the College World Series, but into a regional bid somewhere. And they threw their ace out there, Cade Kuehler a guy that people may remember. But speaking of baseball, USA, 
4th of July, obviously 28 of 30 teams in the MLB played a game yesterday on 4th of July, and it just brings up the question here. Wait, well, one thing I think was funny. Okay. Our original capital was Philadelphia. The Declaration of Independence was signed in Philadelphia. One of the two teams that did not play was Philly. Was the Phillies. Wow, that surprises me. I'm not going to sit around like I knew the field for uh, MLB yesterday and who was playing, but that's one that's like a no-brainer right there. I mean, I also found it funny. I don't know if y'all noticed they have like these USA special edition caps they wore yesterday. Toronto had one for some reason. I mean, yeah, they yeah. do that every year. Yeah. yeah, how do you do? How do you work around that, Toronto? Um, I guess you yeah, just do it. Know. You just it's, do it. And just major like, League Baseball is is a American based yeah, company. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, why not? They're we'll, a product we'll of the MLB. Stars, yeah, with we'll those stars and stripes on Toronto. I mean, they're basically the U.S. anyways. But yeah. moving on, um, getting to this uh, whole point I was about to make about USA and the MLB. Um, Every sport in the Big Four, besides maybe hockey, I saw somebody say that hockey owns New Year's. I'm not going to act like I even know about that. I mean, uh, the New Year's Classic. Yeah, I get. I mean, I guess so. But that's for the Winter Classic. I'm I would argue classic. college football more so. The Rose Bowl, yeah, yeah, owns New Year's in the NHL. But yeah, you know, NFL has Thanksgiving. I mean, they dominate that holiday. Oh, uh, when you got Christmas, the NBA has their best matchups on Christmas with their biggest stars. Baseball had 28 of their 30 teams playing on 4th of July. Shouldn't that be their holiday? Shouldn't that be a bigger deal? I'm watching the Mets play the Reds yesterday, and like it's like just a normal broadcast, nothing much to it, just treating it like it's in any, any other game, and I get it. It's the midpoint of the year. It is kind of a meaningless game, regular season game, but you can kind of do up the theatrics a little bit and make 4th of July baseball like a legit deal, especially when baseball is synonymous with the U.S. I mean, I feel like this should legit – be a real thing so the one thing that we have to realize will be slightly different is most every team will play whereas like the nba you know they only schedule five games and those are the five on obviously in the mlb you can't just have rando teams off but what i think needs to happen they need to promote it more the national games do not need to be on mlb network they need to be on, you know, and it, all they were doing was fil- like I was watching the Sox yesterday. Yeah, it was on MLB Network, but it was just filtering the Red Sox Nesson broadcast team. It was just like Kevin Euclid and Dave O'Brien. Yeah, that's what the it game. was for the Mets. The Mets were just on SNY, and it was just like any other broadcast, really. Yeah, they need to have a game at one, a game at four thirty, yep. and a game at eight on ESPN. Or I understand like ESPN's hot dog. You can kind of just even throw a game on ABC. Yeah. Work Fox in there. I mean, Fox carries baseball. Heck, TBS carries playoff baseball. Yep. I don't even care if the Braves play every year. Yep. And they're on. They're the only TBS game they do. But, you know, this is their one opportunity to do it. And if you, somebody who's, I would say you're slightly more than a casual baseball yeah, fan, yeah. but you're under the diehard that I am, says this is a day that they could use. I think that this is a day that they could use. Well, just matchups that come to mind that make sense for a big holiday like this and to get the really the baseball 4th of July tradition going, have like three games, like you said. Do like Boston, New York Yankees, maybe as your night game. Nationals-Phillies I don't think would be a bad matchup for the 4th of July. I mean, that's somewhat of a little rivalry brewing. And I'm sure you could throw out another matchup that would make a whole lot of sense for the 4th of July that I currently – can't come to terms with or think of right now, but 
you get the point. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if they did like Sox Yankees at one because they're on the East Coast. Yep. Do the midday game as Cardinals Cubs because they're in the Central Time Zone, and then do like game, yeah. do like Dodgers Giants. Yeah. And I know with scheduling, it's you know this sounds this is way easier for us to sit here and say than do, especially because yeah. these teams will only play two series in each ballpark next year as opposed to three. Yep. But yeah, I think you at least got to have one of those three, and then like you said, still even if it's not, find two teams that played each other last year in the playoffs or. Or at least division rivals, yeah. you know. Even if it's you know, I don't know, like Rangers Astros. At least they're both in the state of Texas. Right. I feel like for two or three years, when Cleveland and uh, Golden State were in the finals every year, it like that was the Christmas Day matchup that they did every year. It seems like. I mean, I don't see why they can't do it for baseball either. Yeah, Everybody well, tune in for that. In the specifically the finals, they can't always do because you're not guaranteed to play every team in Major yeah. League Baseball. Yeah. But starting next year, here you go. Listen to what Ben is saying, yeah, Major I mean, League Baseball. You change the schedule up where each team plays everybody next year. You play everyone minimum three times next year. Yeah. There you go. Boom. Make the defending AL and NL champs. Absolutely. Yeah. Play on Fourth of July. Yeah. Or make, opening day. Make it a big deal because I think me and you, Philip, can agree. I get you're a diehard. But you could take a step back and agree that baseball, Major League Baseball, in terms of popularity, is kind of trending downward right now. They need a spark. Maybe 4th of July baseball, everybody tunes in and watches it, get a good spike in the ratings, maybe get some casual fans who are just, so, just like the Super Bowl. Get some casual fans interested, get eyes on it, and maybe, just maybe, they'll give it a shot. I think that would be a good little spark and boost to grow the game that's kind of been dwindling here in the past few years, especially with the younger demographic. No, I agree. Um, I think the one uh, – no, I agree that it's that it's trending down yep. despite them trying to shorten games. Yep. I think the Field of Dreams thing is a great idea to Absolutely, get people yeah. in. I think the game they play in, in Williamsport, Pennsylvania for the League World Series is a good idea. Yep. The only thing – and here's what the devil's advocate is saying right now. People okay. are indoors on Christmas because it's cold. People are indoors on Thanksgiving or you know, or they're doing stuff at their own houses because everything is closed. That is a good point. The difference in July 4th is a lot of people, you know, a lot of towns have parades in the morning. Yep. Then they have, you know, fireworks in the evening. It is an outdoor holiday. It's more of an outdoor, and not only outdoor, but away from the home. Yep. It's specifically where it's like you go to someone's house Christmas, New Year's, or sorry, Christmas, Thanksgiving. You don't necessarily on New Year's Day, but you're just kind of sitting around recovering from the night before. Yeah. But I still think if they, you know, pepped up a big time one o'clock game yeah maybe doesn't they maybe people on the east coast don't totally catch the beginning of it well people on the east coast probably do people on the west coast might still be at the local parade or whatever but yeah i still think if you blow it up make it a big deal throw mike trout on there yeah you know it's it's going to bring in more ratings than what they did this past yeah. The other yesterday, which was just oh there's always going to be a game on mlb network so we won't have our normal programming that we have on mondays that's all it was my God, are you kidding me? I'm sorry, I just got breaking news here. Apparently, the Twitter is blowing up over this hot dog eating competition. Oh I re- no! I refuse to believe it until I see it. I was looking at because Abby break- texted you that that's what was no, going on. She literally wrote on this little uh, paper I had here uh, saying Twitter's blowing up. Yeah. Immediately, I'm like, my nerves are all over the place. But anyways, <laughs> going back to this baseball discussion, I, here's where I would argue against that. I think Christmas is it's not necessarily an outdoor holiday, but people are moving around. They're going to go visit their other family, or they got there's people nowadays with modern families. They have multiple Christmases to visit, multiple events. They got to make the rounds. They're always out and about. And um, base or basketball still does great ratings on Christmas. So 
I think it's one of those things, maybe your grandpa's got it on in the background. It's on. People come around and watch it when they can. Or a lot of people have TV set up outdoors now for their little grilling area. Or It's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Or bars. Bars. I mean, I know people like to go to bars on the 4th of July. I mean, that's another opportunity there. Go watch it at the bar. I mean, I think the opportunities here for baseball on 4th of July are endless when it comes to getting that going and just getting the viewership up. Oh, my gosh. Look at the smile on her face. She's so proud of herself right She now. is. But what I want to say before we let Abby talk yeah. is I agree with it because, like, I went to a place yesterday. There was a game on MLB Network because it was on MLB Network. They didn't have it on. Had it been on ESPN, they would have had it on. Yeah, I know that because they had it on ESPN and they were replaying the hot dog eating contest from four hours before. Then they put cornhole on. Like, if the yeah. MLB game was on ESPN. Yeah, people much rather would it watch would be that. On. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think we're on to something here. I mean, make me the commissioner of baseball. Manfred doesn't know what he's doing. Nobody likes him anyways. Yeah, nobody likes Manfred anyways. I think I feel like I'm a pretty likable guy. I mean, apparently people want to see me in this eating competition we got potentially Obviously. going on. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it's, it's a solid idea, something to ponder. Baseball needs a spark. Nonetheless, it needs some, they need to just try something out. Give it a shot. They can afford to throw something at the wall and see what sticks at this point. They need to. They got to do something. Yep. But uh, I do have to say, if this whole thing takes off, Abby's never going to be allowed to talk on the mic again. <laughs> She's going to do her update, yeah. which is coming up here in a few minutes. Yeah. And then after that, um, after her sports flash update, she's she might just be kicked off the mic permanently. Well, speaking of that sports flash update, she's got a big old smile on her face. She's excited. Let's throw it to Abby with her 94 through the game sports update. A lot going on in sports. Take it away, Abby. All right. Let's start with ECU baseball. As sophomore Zach Agnos has officially made the collegiate national team, he becomes the fifth player in pirate program history to represent the U.S. Meanwhile, two-way player Ryder Giles has officially transferred to Kentucky. In local sports, J.H. Rose baseball head coach Ronald Vincent was named the NCHSAA Males Coach of the Year after completing his 53rd baseball season. From college sports, CBS Sports' Dennis Dodd reports that Clemson, Miami, and Florida State could join the SEC soon. Dodd also reports that the Big 12 is looking to add six Pac-12 schools in Oregon, Arizona State, Utah, Arizona, Washington, and Colorado to the conference. From the NFL, late star receiver Demarius Thomas was... was Demarius Thomas was diagnosed with stage 2 CTE. And from the NBA, TJ Warren signs a one-year deal with the Brooklyn Nets. For your 94 through the game sports update, that was intern Abby. Yeah. Speaking of breaking news, this literally just broke during the update. Uh, According to NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, uh, the Panthers have been the most aggressive team when it comes to a trade for Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield. Maybe more on that in this next segment, but that boggles my mind. Wow. More on that on the other side of this quick timeout here on The Patrick Johnson Show. More of The Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Basketball, 94.3 The Game. I'm in the studio with my friend Sproul Alexander, who is the Senior Vice President for Town Insurance. And Sproul, people keep coming to Town Insurance. Tell us why. Henry, it's really simple. It's because of our insurance knowledge, our product choices, our ability to service our clients, 
and our community involvement. That's true. We see town insurance everywhere. But now let's talk about the choices. What kind of choices are there? What kind of insurance do you handle for people? Our choices are endless. No matter what kind of insurance that you may need, we can handle it for you. And we're talking about business. We're talking about health insurance. We're talking about home and auto, the whole gamut. Yes, sir. All right. So, folks, come to town. That's town insurance. And uh, tell us the telephone number they can reach you. 252-756-8300. And the website? Towninsurance.com. Town with an E. Got to put that E on the town. Folks, now is the time to come to town. Town insurance. Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Financing Service. All loans subject to current credit policy of Time Financing Service. One-hour loan approval and same-day cash in most circumstances, exceptions may apply runners to your mark set some may see a sprinter at the nfhs we see a future leader already off to the races some may see a volleyball player Good hit. Way to go, girl. at the nfhs we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential what else do we see Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS, the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across North Carolina every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers are available. Sorry about that. I screwed it up. Let me do it again. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers available now online at the all-new 943thegame.com. And now, back to the P-Man, the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Welcome back to the Pack Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Byron filling in for the P-Man intern Abby alongside me as well as Philip the Ref Hilkington. And uh, we were talking about it before the show that apparently there was a NASCAR race, a road course. On yeah, they ran Road America this weekend. You, all right, so you're a NASCAR diehard. Do you like road courses? Um, so, I, I mean, I like diversity in the schedule. I think they've gone to too many too quick. Yeah. And it seems like now with this new car um, – they thought that the one perk to the new car, the like the one thing they could not get wrong was road courses, and it seems like that's the one thing they have gotten wrong. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, they talked about it uh, kind of on SiriusXM NASCAR Radio today. There was a very boring race. The only thing that made it kind of cool was that Tyler Reddick got his first career win, but whoever finished 10th, I cannot remember, finished 43 seconds behind the leader. Yeah. I mean, was the, you probably could pull this out of, uh, out of the hat here, Philip, but – there's a guy back in the day like that would only show up on the Cup Series just for the road courses, and he was like great at it. Like, uh, there's I mean, been a lot of either guys way, do road that. courses. There's been standards, yeah, dude. Like, I, I, it's something I can't like get behind whatsoever. Like, if I'm going to watch NASCAR, I want to see normal NASCAR. I wa- I'm, I'm watching it for the strategy, for the names. I'm not watching it to see a dude make left, right turns, 
spin backwards, do all this. I just road courses are just too slow too. See, the difference is, is you're someone who already still kind of likes it. I think what helps with road courses is like if you're getting someone in NASCAR, it's like, oh, it is a bunch of left turns. The best way to get them in is like, no, there are six road courses on the schedule. Make them watch the road courses and the super speedway first, have them pick a driver, and then you can get them into the circle, you know, the oval tracks. Yeah. The difference is you already kind of like NASCAR. So, yeah, kind of. But I, I like that it, like I said, it's it's nice to have diversity in the schedule, but six is too many. I mean, part of racing, you know, having a fast car, you got to think back in the day, the initial NASCAR was road courses. It was souping up your car and outrunning the cops yeah. on the street. So I think there is a place yeah. for it in we NASCAR. We got to let the roots thing go when it comes to like the initial roots of NASCAR. Obviously, we're not moving. Oh, we've already let that go because now they punish you too much yeah. for cheating. It's yeah. supposed to be in NASCAR. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. NASCAR's idea of going back to their roots is throwing dirt on Bristol. Like, come on, we got to do better than that. Like, let's bring some old school tracks back that people actually want to see, that there's interest in, that's a little bit more what I mean by going back to your roots. I mean, it's like they don't have a clue now. I'm with you, and I didn't know we were going to be doing a NASCAR segment. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to force it I was, long, Look, yeah. we, can, we can turn this into a whole show. But, I, know, um, I know you can. I yeah. know you can. Um, but just moving on, going back to that breaking news that we just broke, or Ian Rappaport just broke before the break, Baker Mayfield, apparently the Panthers are the team that's heavily – more than any other team, the heaviest pursuing Baker Mayfield right now. Um, I feel like we've done this to the death. Every time we host the show, there's some Baker Mayfield and Panthers news. But at this point, I'm going no-go. No Baker. I don't think that's what the quarterback room needs right now. We're already late in the offseason and late in workouts, late in camp. At this point, get a veteran presence. And I think the best move, if you're going to bring a guy from elsewhere, is a veteran backup or Jimmy Garoppolo. So here's my thing, and I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. Like you yeah, said, it always yeah, gets brought absolutely. up. Yeah, that's where I um, go too long. There is not room for another quarterback in that room. Yeah. If you can find a way to move Sam, okay. At the end of, of the day, you have a guy you traded up to get. You have a guy you're paying a crap ton of money to. Yep. Just, just leave it as is. Well, that's kind of my. One more that's my quick thing. to ponder here, and we can talk about. Um, do you really want Sam Donald? If you believe, if you're invested in Matt Corral, and we we're not too entirely sure if they think Matt Corral is the future or not, but let's just say they are. Do you really want Sam Donald to be bringing up Matt Corral? And I'm not the biggest Sam Donald hater or lover or anything like that. I'm kind of indifferent about him, but I don't think he's necessarily the type of guy you want bringing along Matt Corral. I think a veteran presence can really benefit a young guy like that. I think it can, but. Here's the thing. There's been plenty of guys who've kind of sat for a year and not had the best leader ahead of them. Yep. There's something to be said for sitting a year and just learning the new way of studying film in the NFL, yep. how a week works, what game day looks like. And the fact that you're trying to play and have learn all that stuff at one time is very hard for guys. That's why I like a guy to sit a year. Yep. And you're right. It, it is better when there's a when there's a big-time vet, but at the end of the day, so much of their learning yep. is based off – just kind of the experience of the NFL as opposed to college and how much they're willing to learn and what they're willing to put in, yeah. the guy influencing them can only do so much. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. I think why I favor Jimmy, though, is just because he's done it before. Uh, obviously, the jury's out on Trey Lance, but obviously he's comfortable in that ro role. I think he's accepted his position at this point. He's going to be a bridge guy for probably the rest of his career. But he's also still a guy that can get you, a at this point now, a 10-7 and season, maybe an 11-6. and I mean... That's not a bad guy you can have as your starting quarterback moving forward. No, maybe not. a year or two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be more Jimmy G than than 
than Sammy D. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's late in camp. Uh, we heard that if they were going to bring in Garoppolo, we would have heard something at this point. No word on Garoppolo going to Carolina, so I would rule it out the near future. But moving on, probably the biggest news going on in sports right now that's got a lot of people divided and a lot of people hot on Twitter is the conference realignment when it comes to football or just college sports in general. And uh, the big news that CBS Sports' Dennis Dodd broke that we heard in Abby's update is that we have a lot of teams from the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is getting gutted right now. Obviously, USC and uh, UCLA leaving the conference, going to the Big Ten, I believe. Was it the Big Ten? Yeah, going to the Big Ten. Now you have, according to Dennis Dodd, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, Oregon, and Washington all looking at a move to the Big 12. I guess the initial thought is, I mean, that's pretty much it for the uh, the Pac-12, right? How do you recover from that? I mean, who do you who do you put in there to kind of replace that kind of power? Yeah. You're kind of gutted. Yeah, they're definitely gutted. I think this is all a precursor to these schools breaking away from the NCAA. And the easiest way to do it is if they're in as little number of conferences as possible because it's hard to get five conferences to break away. They're trying to get it down to like just two or three super. It's going to be like the SEC, the Big 12, and the Big 10 are going to be the only three conferences, and they're going to break away. But yes, I think the Pac 12 is gutted. I don't know if the Big 12 would bring Colorado back. I mean, Colorado left the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they were one of the original Big 8 members, and then it became the Big 12, and then they said, peace out, Girl Scout. So, um, yeah, I don't know how much they'll feel about that, but if they're trying to build their super conference, and they're kind of getting, they've kind of been getting gutted too, to an extent. So it doesn't totally surprise me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the other big news from Dennis Dodd is that uh, the fact that Clemson, Miami, and Florida State are joining the SEC. Um, I guess the big question out of this one is, what does this mean for the ACC? And is it possible? I know EC fans might be laughing, or they might think this is funny. Is it possible if this happens, the ACC is going to be running pretty thin? Those are some of your mega powers right there, and we've already hearing that UNC, among a couple of other ACC schools, are potentially looking at leaving or getting kind of swayed by other conferences. Does ECU potentially get a bid in the ACC, or is the ACC even going to be around any longer if that's the case? So when it comes to ECU specifically, if they stay around, the bottom line is the ACC, if they lose members, they need to get the biggest members possible. I make fun of the American for calling themselves a Power Six because the whole point of the Power Five is you get an automatic New Year's Six bid, and the American doesn't. But they are the sixth biggest conference. They're like as far as you know talent. Obviously, with basketball, you know you got the Big East, but you know that plays every sport. It is the American, and their best bet will be to go after American teams. Now, the top teams in the American have already kind of left. Yep. Your next top teams are probably ECU and Memphis when you look at historical reference, yep. fan relevance, sorry, fan base. What? SMU. SMU, yep. yep. And fan base and, you know, just how many people show up to games. So yep. I think that ECU definitely could get an ACC bid. And I was just thinking about when you are talking about with the conference fold, uh, I guess as far as like going back to the Pac-12 thing, yep. the Pac-12 is going to have to start pulling a lot of Mountain West schools. They're going to have to be going after Boise Fresno State, San State, Diego maybe. State, Fresno State, yeah. Nevada, UNLV. Yep. So that would be the only thing to keep Pac-12 afloat. I will. Hey, the argument for ECU, second biggest stadium in the state of North Carolina among the likes of UNC and NC State and Duke. I mean, we're the second biggest. And obviously – we, we saw last year, once this program gets going, when the fan base gets interested, 
I mean, this program really ramps up. The fans really get engaged and fill out that stadium. Look no further than the Cincinnati game. So if the, if if you're, if you're the ACC right now, you're you're hitting a major crisis with losing some of your bigger schools, your major revenue generating schools. I don't see why you at least give it a look. No, I think so. The one kind of complaint would be, you know, we can definitely hang with them baseball, definitely hang with football. Our one complaint would be basketball. Yeah. But when we get that twenty-five million dollar TV deal for basketball for joining the ACC, yeah, uh, we'll put more money change. into our yeah. facility because we'll have more money too, and therefore when we have a better facility, we'll get better recruits. And it'll take a few years, but eventually we'll be able to. I ain't saying we're hanging with Duke and Carolina now, but you know, you're you're hanging out middle of the pack and stand a chance to you know be a be a tournament team. Yeah. So with potentially these mega conferences form, and it kind of got me thinking, what does this mean for college football when you got the likes of, you look at the SEC, the SEC's already loaded right now in football. I mean, you got schools that are finishing bottom of the barrel that could probably run most other conferences, in my, in my humble opinion. But um, you got Clemson potentially joining, and Miami and Florida State, all big schools, all schools that have had recent success in football, with the exception of maybe Miami on a big national level. But uh, they, they, like you said, they've had the historical relevance. They have relevance in general. They generate money. Fans are invested. If they join the SEC, uh, I think that's, that's, a, that's, that's a major problem for college football. It, the way you look at it, it's pretty much here's the NFL and the SEC and all these other conferences don't really seem to matter almost. I mean, the SEC pretty much is the NCAA and will run college football. Well, I want to disagree a little there okay? because Lincoln Riley is going to turn USC around. Ohio State is still in the Big Ten. Um, top to bottom, yes, but the Big Ten will have be still top-heavy enough to still be relevant. Fair enough, yeah. Um, their top three or four teams will be enough to – but like I said, the, the, if anybody – you know, you say it's bad for college football, this is bad for the NCAA because, yeah. like I said, this is what's happening. They are trying to find a way to break away from the NCAA. Yep. The others the NCAA has not already been broken away from is that uh, – fun thing they like to do in march every year that yeah, we also absolutely. love so um yeah that's really who should be you know yeah clinching right now yeah i mean right now if you're looking at the big 10 you got what you got michigan ohio state penn state and football now you're getting usc and if ucla gets going obviously that's big but outside of that a couple of schools that have kind of been in the middle of the pack or every once in a while have their runs but, uh, yeah, I get your point when it comes to the Big Ten especially. I mean, that could be huge. And the Big 12 is brewing something down there. I mean, with those addiction, additions from the American Conference, I don't think those are anything to scoff at or just ignore. I mean, it's going to be a fun conference with the current makeup they have right now. But uh, I, I still don't believe this is good for college football, having one mega conference like that. Obviously, that's going to get the majority, if the NCAA is around, that's going to get the majority of play. Not like they already don't with the SEC, but I think it's going to make things work. And then if you're looking at potentially expanding a college football playoff, how can it be – how could it not be nothing but SEC schools at this point? I mean, we joked about, like, if they do expand the playoffs, all right, it's just going to be even more SEC schools and nothing but SEC schools. But if the SEC gets bigger, especially with schools like Clemson, Miami, and Florida State, how can you argue against the SEC just dominating the college football playoffs if there is an expansion? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And then, you know, it's so what are they going to do? Limit, oh, you can only get so many teams in? Well, then you have the best teams not even there. Yeah, and not then playing. you're just having yeah. more blowout bad football games yeah. is what it ends up turning out to be. So, yeah, I think that's dumb. Also, if you get too many teams in your conference, you only got 12 regular season weeks. I understand they kind of do, like, two different teams, like, oh, the two teams, the best record. When you've got 20 teams, there are going to be a few teams with the same record. You're going to have to have a playoff just for the SEC title game. Yeah, absolutely. There's semifinals for that. We're essentially making the – college football 
playoffs the SEC tournament. It's basically what it's going to end up being. It'll be the equivalent of the SEC tournament. Uh, it'll be the equivalent of maybe like the ACC tournament in past for uh, basketball, except like that's solely it. That's the championship right there for all of basketball. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have the best of the best facing off against each other. It's There's a lot of questions. There's a lot to ponder and think about when it comes to these mega conferences that are forming. And uh, if you're looking at college football playoff expansion, just even more questions ensue. All right, quick wrap coming up on the other side. This well, is hang, on, well, hang on. Tomorrow we will have more on this Absolutely, with yeah. On Three's Jonathan Wagner. He will be joining us. As, this is kind of what On Three has been focusing on ever since college baseball ended. Yep. So he will elaborate more on this and give actual, probably factual, and not just the opinions that Ben and I like to give. Yeah, obviously he can answer a lot of our questions and ponder that as he is an insider. More on that tomorrow with Jonathan Wagner's for, Jonathan Wagner from On3 Sports. I'm so used to calling him Wags, I called him Jonathan Wagner's. But anyways. Hang out with him too much. Yeah, on the other side of this quick timeout, little hold my beer. Got some errand or grievances in sports. More on that on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. The pitch. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. That ball is gone. On your flagship home of Pirate Baseball. 94.3 The Game. Remember the days when you could go to your favorite butcher shop and get your pork chops or steaks cut just the way you like them? Well, you still can. Acre Station Meat Farm on Highway 32 in Pinetown, north of Washington, is Eastern Carolina's traditional butcher shop. Acre Station is where you can get your order cut the way you want it. The best sausage, bacon, and pork chops and steaks you'll ever taste. I get my steaks from Acre Station because... uh the quality is great, and they can cut it any size you like, and just can't find a selection like that anywhere else. I like to go get my roast at Acre Station because they cut it at about six pounds, and that's perfect for my for my family. Because I just can't find what I'm looking for at the grocery store anymore. Acre Station, your traditional butcher shop in Pinetown, just outside Washington on Highway 32. Find out what others have always known. The short trip to Acre Station is worth the drive. At Acre Station, you just get that good, friendly service you just can't find anymore. I guarantee it's the best sausage and bacon you'll ever eat. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man. Your worst man. You, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Do you have something you need to get off your chest? Get off your chest. I am not here for rage. I'm here for revenge. Did your favorite team blow another game? They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Or is there just something that's driving you crazy? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. It's time to let it all out. You have made me very angry. Very angry indeed. With another edition of Hold My Beer. Hold my beer. Dr. Biggie, Biggie, 
came in while he was away on vacation. Bill the Rev Pilkington alongside me and the intern Abby. And uh, before we get into a little bit of uh, hold my beer action here, we do have our Twitter poll up. Do you think the MLB should make games on 4th of July a bigger event like Thanksgiving football or the NBA's Christmas Day games? Current options are 4th of July, MLB, yes, let's do it. Or baseball is boring. So far, 90% say that 4th of July and the MLB should be a bigger deal. But moving on to hold my beer here, I'm going to go first because I feel like mine's not – I'm not as – I'm not as – I don't want to say confident. I'm not as passionate about mine as I feel like y'all's two are. So I'm just going to go with the Hornets here. Just You could say anything about the Hornets. I feel like I've done it like twice already for holding my beer. But uh, recent reports say – Abby, stop bothering me. Anyways, the recent reports say when it comes to the Hornets that they're going after Julius Randle, who's going coming off a bad season by his standards considering how he was two years ago and getting them to a playoff. But he's a ball-dominant forward. We need a little bit more defense when it comes to our bigs. I think that's a bad move. Then you look at the Miles Bridges situation. A lot of We're not getting a lot from that. Are we keeping Miles or are we not? And the fact we haven't made a single free agency move yet, the only team not to make one, it just boggles my mind, and it shows the incompetence of this organization. So mine's going to be the Hornets. Hold my beer. I'm pissed. I like it, Ben. I do like it. And, uh, no, I agree. He had a down year, but if you can get him for cheap, maybe, you know? Yeah. yeah. At this point, it's going back to the – we had somebody, we had something with Melo and Bridges. Now we're going back to where we were five years ago when we are advertising, hey, LeBron's coming to town. Buy your tickets. Hey, Steph Curry's coming to town. Buy your tickets. Don't worry. Who else? Who host? Who's hosting here? Who who actually plays in this arena and is the home team? Just worry about the stars that are coming to town. Yep, that's how it's going to be because Melo will be the new Kemba. Yeah. All right, my hold my beer. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm just saying it's the fact that you have one guy, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, that was exactly, my point. Yeah. Um, so my hold my beer is I uh, I drove back to Greenville today from Charlotte, and I saw like those digital signs on the road. Okay. And every single one of them said. It is against the law to drive while impaired. It is. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Oh Why God. don't you put one up there that tells the idiots going five under in the slow in the fast lane to get out of the fast lane? I like the ones that say slow ca- traffic keep to the right. Yeah. And even if you are slow, you better not be doing five under because that's just too darn slow. Yeah. I, well, I mean, that's a good point. Do you have, really have to remind us? That you should, it's against the law to drive in pair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what? If I'm drunk, I probably can't read the sign yeah, anyways. Absolutely. It's like but, the signs that we have around here say, you. this is a sign you probably shouldn't drive high. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, all right. What's the point of this? All right. Yeah. Like that? Yeah, you don't see those? No. I, you're I, coming from, I guess y'all haven't seen it. If you're coming from <laughs> Farmville, there's a sign out there that says, this is a sign you shouldn't drive high. Wow. If you're coming from Pactolis by the airport, there's another sign out there that says that. So nice. It's a big campaign going on right now. And yeah, these, Farmville, no driving high. Hey, just remember, y'all, we all have a right to be mad because these were electric signs, meaning the electric bill of the state is going up. Our tax dollars yep. are going to a sign to tell drug people not to drive while they're already driving Sounds drunk. Sounds like you belong on Talk of the Town. Yeah, you're <laughs> pissed over yeah. those signs. Yeah. All right, what about you, Abby? I know you came up with one that you're really uh, – really thrilled about so. yeah no i just feel absolutely awful for britney griner still over there in russia i would definitely be freaking out over there she's been in there since february so i would just don't even know what we're gonna do to bring her home because 
they've been working the past couple months and nothing's really happening. Her wife was talking about how like it was just their wedding anniversary and she wasn't even able to call her and like they're just getting more and more panicked about how they're going to bring her home. And I just saw that they're um, thinking about negotiating and Russia's trying to get this 25-year like prison sentence guy back to them and trade us for her. Yeah. Which I think is crazy. She is, everyone is saying she's like the Tom Brady of women's basketball. And she's the first openly gay person to be endorsed by Nike. So she's kind of a really big deal. And there's not a lot of action for her to come home. Yeah, I did see where she like wrote this heartfelt letter to Joe Biden. Like, I voted for you. And (laughs) you're not really doing anything. So, I mean, yeah. Something a lot of people are passionate about, and it's kind of scary to think, you know. All she did was bring, I think, and obviously she shouldn't have done this. It was a bad judgment on her part. Yeah. She brought, like, a dab pen or something, like a THC pen over there yeah. uh, at the airport and got detained for that, and that's the whole reason why she's in jail in the first place. Mm-hmm. I guess Russia's got stricter, like, weed laws over there, just drug laws in yeah. general, I would think. She's but, getting, a, I think she's on trial now for like 25 years for drug smuggling, yeah. which is insane. I think they'll find a way to figure it out. I mean, Trump was able to get LaMelo and uh, what was it? Yeah, LiAngelo yeah. and a couple of UCLA well, guys. ASAP Rocky was getting held that's in right. Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. Sweden out of all places. I feel yeah. like that's a more like civilized country going on for there. Sh- yeah. Apparently not the prison system. Didn't Kim K had to get like Rocky, uh, ASAP Rocky out or he had to like. Yeah, yeah. everyone was was getting at Colin help ASAP. I saw in the news just the other day Trump saying that he would go to war for ASAP Rocky. Oh gosh, this is scary. All right, anyway, <laughs> oh, goodness. But no, so to answer your question though, like, yeah, Trump got those UCLA guys out, but I think the difference was is like not that we've ever been on great, great terms with China. Yeah. But like I mean, at least Trump and China were cordial, and right now, no one is cordial with Russia. Yeah. yeah. So like I think that's part of the problem. I my guess is like you know, and not to get like too political, I would guess Biden is probably trying or someone's trying. Yep. It's just the fact that like, you know, they're ticked off at us because we're sending supplies to the Ukraine. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's only so much you can do about that. I feel like with with the current situation and not that that's anyone in the United States government's fault or Brittany Griner's fault. It's just, you know. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely be wanting some people in my corner, though, if I were Brittany Griner, I would want someone working day and night to get me back to the States. Oh, breaking news here. Huge news. (laughs) We were talking conference realignment, forming these mega conferences. This might help with your Big Ten talk here that you had earlier, where the Big Ten could possibly rival the SEC and keep things kind of balanced in that aspect. According to uh, this uh, Reddit college football, I guess it's verified. I mean, they put reports up here, legit reports. Uh, sources tell them that Notre Dame has agreed in principle to join the Big Ten. That's big. No longer an independent. But they want a firm commitment that the conference will continue its longstanding practice of screwing over Indiana any possible opportunity. <laughs> there we go. Uh, breaking news, people. Do you know why Notre Dame is independent? Is there a reason? So they, you know, first off, independent teams were more predominant back in the day. A lot of teams uh-huh. were independent. They've always had really big TV deal with NBC. Um, and also it's the fact they were always good. They never really had to worry about getting into a bowl game. They had certain teams they played every year. They used to play Miami, USC, Navy. And if you get to a bowl game, 
you get most of the revenue, yeah. but everyone in your conference gets some of said revenue. Wow. Just a preface. I thought well, that was a real report, and then I finished reading it on air. And uh, I realized, yeah. oh, what an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Either but, way, so it's, Notre it's Dame is. Um, Notre Dame gets to pocket all of their bowl money because so they don't have to the money. They're in it for the money. And I mean, you got to think, they've always had this big deal with NBC. I mean, they've won multiple national championships. And they've been winning them since the 20s. Yeah. And they've pretty been pretty all good right. ever since. I'm not a fan of Notre Dame. My parents both went to Purdue. So. Oh, yeah. All right. Understandable. Yeah. Current update on the Twitter Bowl before you head out here. Do you think MLB should make games on 4th of July a bigger event? Uh, 85.7%, got to add that 0.7 in there, say yes. <laughs> While 14.3% say baseball is boring. Well, screw you, people. Come on. Baseball ain't that bad. Anyways, that's the latest on our Twitter poll. That would go uh, all the way until tomorrow, until about midpoint of the show, and we'll update you on that. Speaking of tomorrow, got some big guests coming on as Braves play-by-play announcer Chip Carey is joining the show tomorrow. Talk a little Braves baseball, talking about what's ahead in store for the All-Star game and what's ahead of of the uh, All-Star break as well as the uh, trade deadline. Plus, on threes, Jonathan Wagner with what to make from all this conference realignment to answer a lot of the questions we have about expansion. All that and more on the other side. Not on the other side, tomorrow right here on the flagship station at ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. In the meantime, special thanks to Philip, the ref, Pilkington, and intern Abby. That's going to do it for us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. desk every day to earn a living you're out and about making it happen and sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork you know like bookkeeping and paying your taxes it's easy